The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Spirit of the living God, descend upon us this day as you did upon your Son in the River Jordan. Claim us, mark us. Help us to hear your voice and wisdom through these words of Scripture. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The lesson today is from Luke chapter 3, verses 21 through 23, and chapter 4, verses 1 through 4. Now when all the people were baptized, and when Jesus also had been baptized and was praying, the heavens was open, and the Holy Spirit descended upon him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, the Beloved. With you I am well pleased. Jesus was about 30 years old when he began his work. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit in the wilderness, where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing at all during those days, and when they were over, he was famished. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I edited that text a bit. <laughs> I did. I edited it a lot. As I get older, gaining more life experience, I realize I've become more tentative in life. Perhaps some of you can relate. Um, I'm more cautious. I recognize that there are no guarantees. Life is unpredictable, which I admit offers a thread that is both exciting and frightening, promising and risky. No one knows what tomorrow will bring. Of course, one can plan and prepare for tomorrow, and chances are one's plans, one's preparations will become a reality. However, life is full of the unexpected. Unexpected surprises, uncertainties, and interruptions. Some are welcome, others not so much. For instance, when I entered King Avenue Church in 2001, I never expected the church would alter the course of my life. My course changed to seminary, my course changed to ordination, my course changed to building Stone Village. None of it was part of my plan. I did not expect when I began the process of, of looking to buy a home that I would eventually become a resident of, of Westgate, located in the hilltop. In fact, I was adamant with my realtor, I won't go there. I will not. Where do I live? I live in Westgate. And I love my home as though I built it with my own hands. I kind of been doing that and re, rehabbing it. In 2018, when, when Malachi died unexpectedly, I didn't believe I would ever stop grieving him. And of course, I still grieve his absence. However, the pain of his loss eventually was lessened when I brought home Josiah. Helped a lot. Yet, it's a yellow dog who was not planned, who was unexpected, who is not a German shepherd, who has truly mended my heart. 
none of what I just described to you is unique to me. It's the way of life. Each of you could share similar stories of when the unexpected occurred. When life changed. When the plans that you had did not come to fruition. I do wonder, though, when has the future taken you completely by surprise? When has it taken you completely by surprise? I ask because from my own experience, that's when life becomes really real. It gets real. And life feels untamed, uncontrollable. Anything in that instance feels possible. The future is always coming to us in ways we cannot foresee or plan. And it always comes with a promise and a risk. When I speak of promise, I'm not speaking of predictability, as in an intention becoming a reality, but something that is completely open-ended, something that holds endless possibility. What is it? We don't know, which is what makes life so unpredictable and exciting. Every promise in life is accompanied by risk. The risk is life may not unfold as you expect, as you predict. However, if promise has no risk, it would have no value. Promise and risk are two sides of life. And I believe that is part of today's gospel story. Scene one, Jesus is the beloved son, the one with whom God is well pleased. He leaves his baptismal waters full of the Holy Spirit. Such promise. The very next scene, Jesus is in the wilderness, famished, tempted by the devil, 40 days alone. Talk about risk. The promise of his baptism and the risk he faces in the wilderness are not two separate stories. We might read them as separate stories, but that's not real life. Every promise carries risk, and every risk carries promise. And with promise and risk comes the need to respond. Jesus had decisions to make. So do we. Every day we make decisions about our life, decisions and choices about what to do, who we want to be, how we want to live. Oftentimes, I believe we feel torn and pulled between life's promises and life's risks. And our decisions are always about more than simply yes or no. Consider the decisions before you today, the ones of, of great consequence, the ones you fret and struggle over, 
the ones you lose sleep over? What are they? What is it you're really seeking as you fret and struggle with those decisions? Do you know? I believe, regardless of what the decision is about, what you really want, what each of us really is after, is life. The chance for more life. The possibility of of new life. The opportunity to be reborn when life is in transition. When loss is our companion. When the road is dark and unpredictable. The chance for more life. With every decision we make, we are hoping the future will be better. Not because it necessarily is, but it might be. It might be. And that might, that possibility of a better future, of more life, is what gives us strength and courage and faith and hope to risk a decision and remain open to the future. Even when we don't know how it will turn out. Each one of us can look back at our life and we can label a decision we made a failure or a success. And that's how we often live and view life. And I think that's often how we hear today's gospel story. Jesus made right decisions in the wilderness, so we should make right decisions too. Be like Jesus. And that turns the gospel into a guidebook of imperatives rather than an opening to more life. It's about more life. And I'm all for making good and thoughtful decisions. I am type one. But the older I get, <clears throat> I'm 30, as I, <laughs> as I gain more life experience, <laughs> I am less concerned about right or wrong choices. Or labeling moments of my life as a success or a failure. I am concerned about remaining open to more life. And I think that's the lesson here, being open to the coming future. Holding our life firmly, yet gently, lightly. Permitting our life the opportunity to evolve, to become more than what we planned it to be. Jesus was baptized, such promise. Jesus spent 40 days in the wilderness, such risk. Today's story was never about whether he would make the right decision. But would he remain open to his future? 
Would he remain open to hope and possibility? Would he remain open to God's claim and God's mark upon his life? Would he have the courage to take the first step even when he could not clearly see the path before him? That was true for him. It is true for you today. Our journey with God is not meant to be an intellectual pursuit, nor are we to spend our lives seeking God's favor and approval. You're already favored. You're already approved. Lay that down. Our journey with God is about learning to stay open to life, to the coming future with courage and with hope and with the spirit of possibility. Of course, I don't know what the future will bring us. But I know this. Where there is a future, there is also the possibility of more life. So be open to it. Thanks be to God. Amen.